פרשס ניצבים סטאץ. אתם ניצבים היום כולכם לפני השם אלוהיכם. You all standing in front of Hashem. What's it referring to? Rashi brings the Midrash. And the Midrash says that in the previous parasha, Moshe had just given them all the clothes of Parashas Kisava. And Rashi says about that, Lama nismecha Parashas Atem Nitzavim Lekalas, Tefisha Shabu Yisrael Meyer Klaras Fasashtayim. When Klaishal just heard 98 clothes from Moshe, Hayriku Pneim, their faces changed color, they were terrified. Amr miyuchal amud ba'elu. He said, who could survive all these curses that we've just been visited on us? Now we hit Moshe Lepaisa. Moshe starts to calm them down, to encourage them. And he said, Tem nitzavim ayam. You've done many things wrong. Hashem never punished you. Hashem never destroyed you. You're still nitzavim ayam kolchem. You're still standing in front of Hashem. And the question is a famous question. And that's, what was the point of giving the, of warning us about the Kodos? The point of warning us about the Kodos was that Kodos should be scared. The point of warning us about the Kodos was so that we should take the message that the Torah is serious. And if we're not going to keep the message, we're going to get punished. And if that's the case, if Klaus reaction to the Klaus was that they were so scared that their faces turned color, they went white, that's exactly what we would have wanted to happen. And therefore, why is Moshe undoing the effect of giving them the Klaus? They're saying, it's not so bad, you've done things wrong in the past, nothing happened to you, you're still around. Isn't that counterproductive? That's a famous question, which is always asked. But let's make the question a bit more real. Last week we said over a story. I'm repeating it again for those of you who never heard it. And that is, at the beginning of the spread of the Muslim movement, there were those yeshivas which opposed incorporating Musa into their curriculum. And therefore, the students of Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, the Alt of Film and others, were working to try and incorporate Musa into all the mainstream yeshivas. The Mir Yeshiva was one of those bastions of Torah which until that stage had not been a Musa Yeshiva. And the altar sent his prize student, Rabbi Rucham Levovitz, to the mirror to try and change that. Rabbi Rucham arrives as the new Mashkiach of the mirror, and the first thing he does is institutes that there's going to be a Seder Musa for half an hour a day. The Bachim of the mirror were already older Bachim, and many of them Tamalech Achomim in their own right, and they objected. They didn't want to change their learning schedule, they didn't want to learn Musa. And therefore, when the appointed time came for the Seder Musa, they all took their Gemaras and went from the ground floor where the Beis Medrash was to the first floor where the Ezus Nashim was and continued to learn their regular, with their regular Chavrises and the Ezus Nashim. 
story goes, Rabbi Yochan comes to the yeshiva, and he sees a deserted base nefesh. He climbs the stairs, there's no and he sees, instead of learning Musa, everybody's learning with Gemara Daknuba. Obviously, this was a challenge. Rabbi Yochan pounds on the table at the back of his Lashem to gain him his attention. And you have to understand, whether people wanted to follow the idea of becoming a Muslim Shiva or not, everybody knew that Rabbi Yochum was a great man. And his presence demanded respect. So when the Beis Medrash quietened down somewhat, Rabbi Yochum could be heard, he raises his voice and he says, I'm going to guarantee that I'm going to be the prosecutor by the Beis Shalmada for anybody who isn't downstairs learning Muslim in five minutes. I'm going to prosecute them in front of the Beis Shalmada. And the impact was so strong. Everyone was raced to get to the Beis Medrash within those five minutes. So much so that there were Bakum who were jumping out the first floor window to get there in time. Now, you can imagine the effect of a god like Rabbi Rukh threatening everybody, I'm going to prosecute you by the Beis Shalmada if you don't learn Muslim. Can we imagine the effect of Moshe Rabbeinu giving flowers? Moshe the Navi, Moshe, people too scared to look at him because of the light which shone from his face. And Moshe was standing up and threatening Klai Yisrael that you're going to be struck with all these terrible illnesses. You're going to be in fear for your lives. You're going to die of hunger. Can you imagine the effect such clothes would have had? And therefore we understand full well why Clarice saw her Pernay Maricos, why their faces went white. But wasn't that the point? They always say that Nakhodesh Baruch Hu did unfortunately find it necessary to punish the Jewish people. We saw from the punishments that we experienced the Pshat and the Psukim of the clothes. When the Pasuk says, You'll be terrified night and day, you'll never believe you're going to live. So ask people, people who lived through the war, they might not have even been in the camps, they might have been hiding in bunkers, in barns, in forests. But every slight sound could have been the enemy approaching. And every day there was always the ever-present danger that maybe the Gestapo would arrive. And so they learned what it means in the Quran. Similarly, Hashem says he'll send a nation, a guy as upon him, which won't countenance the young and won't have compassion on the old. And yes, we learn Pshat in that Pasuk. When the Nazis Yemachshimam used to smash the skulls of little babies, they used to kill all the old and weak first. So yes, we saw in the Clodus, in the fact how they came to be, what the Catholic meant. And therefore, if Clodus understood that when Moshe said it, so then we understand very well what the name was. But wasn't that the effect?
And what's more surprising is the Pasuk of the Torah continues. And it says, Pen Yeshbachem, Ish, Oy Isha, Oy Mishpacha, Oy Shevet. Asher Levav, Apoy Nemim Hashem Elekeinu, Alechus Lamed Elekim Echeim. In case there is among you a man or a lady or a family whose heart strays from Hashem, Vesparech Bilvav Elayim Hashalom Yeli. And when he hears the Kladus, Vahaya Basham is Divrei Allah Azaz, he can hear these Kladus. Just like everybody else. And it has the opposite effect on him. He'll convince himself that I'm going to be okay. And why should he be okay when these clothes are being threatened and the dire warnings are being spelled out? Why should he be okay? Because he says, I'm going to harden my heart and then I'm going to be successful. What does that mean? Why would a person think this Claudius won't affect him because he's going to harden his heart? If one wants to say that maybe a person will say, I'll harden my heart in spite of the Claudius, that's not what it says. The Apostle seems to say that I'm going to be okay because I'm going to harden my heart. What's the swear in it? So what's his mindset? What's his svar? Why he thinks the Khalas won't apply to him? And these two questions are the same principle to answer that. And that is that the point of telling us the Khalas, the point of warning us of what's going to happen if Khalas shall don't keep the terror, is so that we take the warning seriously. Because if we're going to take the warning seriously, then we're not going to need to experience the punishments on us, on our own bodies. And therefore, Moshe saw Israel responded the way he wanted them to to hearing about the Kladus. And Moshe says to them, you should know that if that's the way that you're going to respond to hearing about Kladus, you're going to be that afraid of the possibility of being the ones to experience these Kladus, then you should know you're not going to experience it yourself. The point of the Kladus and the effect it's meant to have is that people should be too afraid to do various. Once there is that effect, and one doesn't need the punishments to be felt. It's enough that it's been warned. And if Chas Shalom, the warning isn't taken seriously, so then yes, then we're given the punishments. And then we can't overlook them. They're all too real, and they're all too painful. But even then, the point of the punishment is that people realize that they've done wrong and they're going to get better. And therefore, just like the warning in the Torah of punishment is take the warning and therefore improve, when a person experiences the punishment, it's for the same reason. 
And that is, it's meant to be a sign to the person to improve. People ask, is there any benefit to learning about the Tzaras that Yisrael suffered, the inhumane persecution which was meted out on us, the terrible torture that they were inflicted? If it brings the concept of the Klodas more clearly home to us, so then it's like learning the Klodas. It's a lesson to us, as a warning. What happens if we don't keep the Torah? Once again, if we take the lesson, we don't need to feel it. We don't need to experience the punishment. But, that's only the first part. And therefore, when Klai Yisrael was so moved by hearing the Klai Moshe tells them, you should know that if, that's, if you're going to feel so scared of hearing what the Kladus are, then you should not. You're not going to need to feel the punishment yourselves. But there's a second category of person. And that's what Moshe warns about. And that is somebody who hears the Kladus and he comes to the opposite conclusion. And he says that the point of the Kolaris is a warning to us to improve. So this person comes up with the Cheshman like this. And he says, if I decide I'm not going to improve, come what may. My resolve not to improve is strong enough, then there's no point giving me Kolaris. Because it's not, there's no point punishing me. Because it's not going to have any effect on me. And if that's the case, the person thinks I'm not going to be punished. What's the point? Punishment is meant to change a person. And I've made a resolve, a commitment, I'm not going to change. And that's what the Pasuk says. You have the individual who says, I heard the class, but I'm convinced that I'll be okay. Because, why? I've hardened my heart. It sure is the muscle. My heart been, I've used the muscle to harden my heart. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to improve. I categorically refuse to take any lesson to heart. And if that's the case, the person's convinced is not, Hashem is not going to bother trying. Why try and convince someone to change when they're dead set not to change? And therefore a person thinks this gives him carte blanche, just gives him the ability to do what he wants without having to face consequences. And what's Hashem's response? It's true the point of the punishments is to warn a person to bring him to change. But for the person who refuses to change, they should watch out. They should be careful. Because لا Hashem Hashem is not going to agree to forgive him. And what's going to happen? He won't just be punished. He'll be destroyed. And that's if it's an individual. And if it's talking about the group of people, so the destruction will be so complete. And like the Pasuk says a few seconds later, that a later generation or even foreigners from a different country, will be astounded at the level of the devastation, of the totality of the destruction. 
ואומר הדור האחרון, ואנוכי אשר יובי מארץ רחוקו, אנושא מאחורי יפה גודל הזה. אמוז עושה שם כוחה לארץ הזאת. What happened to this country? What was the tremendous anger here? And the lesson for us is, because the punishment which is sent to correct a person isn't meant to destroy them. It's meant to teach them a lesson. It's meant to correct them. But if a person absolutely refuses to take the lesson, they're not willing to change, then there's a different Anhaga which comes to the fore. And then the Anhaga which Hashem uses is to destroy the person. And what's the point of that? Because then instead of convincing the person to become a tzaddik and create a Kiddush Hashem, Radha Kodesh Baruch uses him as an object, a lesson for other people. To warn them of what happens to the person who disobeys Hashem. And therefore the punishment, rather than being a warning to the person, becomes a destruction. So that, play, that way other people can learn from this person's mistakes. And that's what Moshe warns them. You've heard the Klaus, and if a person's moved to change, he's scared to do wrong because of the clothes, then there's no reason to bring the clothes. But for the person who listens and decides I'm not prepared to change, threats of clothes won't move me. Says Moshe, the clothes aren't enough for you. Hashem will punish you with every punishment that doesn't say in the Torah until the person is completely annihilated. Because then, rather than trying to correct him, HaKadosh Baruch is going to use him as a lesson to warn other people. Other people from other parts of the planet. Other people in different centuries. But they will still be so moved, so shocked by the terrible devastation which has been brought that they'll learn the lesson of what happens to a person in this That's the two sides of the Pashas Nitzav. Pashas Nitzavim is always a Pashas just before Rosh Hashanah. And there's a lesson for us to take Rosh Hashanah from here. The Torah brings a Midrash What normally happens in the world is if a person knows he's going to stand trial and there's a potential death sentence hovering over his head. He can't eat, he can't drink, he can't sleep for weeks before, he's terrified. What's going to be his fate? And yet in Rosh Hashanah, we know that Kodesh Baruch is judging us. And we know that it's a shayla of miyichir miyamus. And we eat and we drink and we wear our best clothing. Don't we take the din seriously? And the answer is no. We know we're being judged. We know we're being judged. We sure HaKadosh Baruch is going to do a miracle for us. Why should he? Why are we confident of that? And with this lesson of Pashas Nitzavim, we understand the same 
concept applies to Rosh Hashanah too. What's the point of making Rosh Hashanah? The Zara asks. HaKadosh Baruch knows exactly what a person did. HaKadosh Baruch decides exactly what to do with him. Why make a certain time of judgment and a court case and a prosecution and a sentence? And the answer is only for the benefit of the people who know about it. From Hashem's point of view, he doesn't need it. And that's the case. What are we meant to learn from Rosh Hashanah? What are we meant to get from it? We're being judged. And the answer is, what we're meant to learn from it is the fear of the justice. We know we're going to stand trial. We know that we've done things wrong. We're meant to be afraid of what we're going to get sentenced with. But if that's the case, if we are afraid, it's already enough. The fact that we are afraid of the din, and therefore it convinces us to change. So there's no reason to bring the din. The point of punishment is to warn us the severity of being over the terror. If the threat of punishment does the job, then there's no reason for us to feel the physical punishment too. If you take the warning that seriously, you don't have to be afraid of feeling the brunt of the, of the persecution. And the same applies to Rosh Hashanah. If we take Rosh Hashanah seriously, and that's enough to move us to change, Hashem doesn't need to punish us. Tafka, the fear for the din, is what makes us patuach shanasalemnes. Specifically, the fact that we are afraid that we're being judged is what gives us the guarantee that we won't need to be judged. Because Hashem's judgment isn't revenge. HaKadosh Baruch's judgment is there to bring us back to what we're meant to do. And it's only necessary, it's only necessary for the judgment to translate into physical punishment if the threat of the judgment doesn't do the job. But if we have enough fachad of the Yom Adin, and therefore we implement the necessary changes, then it's not necessary for us to experience the punishment. The one category, a person has to be scared of in Rosh Hashanah. So I heard from the Gaon Tzadik, Rabbi Daya Eisman, Zechariah Nebracha. You shouldn't be in the category of the person who is Barich B'lvav Elayim Hashanah Mi'yeli. The person who thinks, I don't care about Rosh Hashanah. And therefore nothing is going to happen to me. Because then there's a second danger. And that is, that instead of punishing a person, Hashem turns the person to the lesson of what happens for those who disobey. And the Lashon the Torah is, Zumacha Hashem Eshmoi. Hashem is going to destroy him. We only find by Amalek. Timcha Zechar Amalek. Complete destruction. And that way the threat of Nitzavim is even more severe than the punishment of Kisavim. But for somebody who understands that Rosh Hashanah is dead, and the fact that a person knows he's standing trial and that speaks to him, that itself is the guarantee that Akash Baruch will do for him a nest. 
And the fear of the din will replace having to experience the din. Then we'll all be zeicher. Works over chasimatayt.